Have you ever wanted something so badly that you made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that if you got this one thing, then you would do X, Y, Z, change this habit or start increasing your ibadah? And then after getting what you wanted, did you ever feel like you want to go back on that burst of enthusiasm? Like for example, if I pass this important final exam, I'll start praying Fajr or I'll put on the hijab or stop being so quick to get angry and so on. And then when you finally pass that exam, you now all of a sudden think of several reasons why you shouldn't or couldn't fulfill your promise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Many of us have been there before. So how do we strengthen our resolve? Let's meet someone who made an oath to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and fulfilled it despite several difficult obstacles that came her way. Meet the wife of Imran alayhi salam, the mother of Maryam alayhi salam, Hinna bintu Faqut, may Allah be pleased with her. Hinna anha was a pious woman who was married to Imran alayhi salam. They were not able to have children, so Hinna turned her focus to Allah. She repeatedly made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant her a child, even though she and her husband were both older and had not previously had any children. Then miraculously, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answered her prayer, and when Hinna found out the blessed news of her pregnancy, she expressed her deep gratitude by dedicating her child to the worship of Allah and in service to Bayt al-Maqdis. Allah SWT says in the Quran, remember when the wife of Imran said, my Lord, I dedicate what is in my womb entirely to your service. So accept it from me. You alone are truly the all hearing, all knowing. This was a very happy moment for Hinna and Imran as well as for their people. Yet shortly thereafter, Imran passed away. Let's pause here for a minute. Imagine how Hinna must have felt. She wanted a child for so long and after so many years, she finds out she was expecting. Imagine the elation the excitement, the gratitude. MashaAllah, Hinna immediately expresses her gratitude with the dedication of her unborn child. Now with the tragic timing of her husband's death, there is such a stark change in her reality. Imagine the pain, the sadness, and all of the unknowns that come along with death. Yet despite this loss, Hinna doesn't waver in her commitment to Allah and she doesn't now take back her oath to him. And when Hinna anha finally gives birth, she says, as is mentioned in the Quran, when she delivered, she said, my Lord, I have given birth to a girl. And Allah fully knew what she had delivered. And the male is not like the female. This statement of surprise is not one of dismay in having a girl, but rather out of her desire to be able to fulfill her oath, as it was not customary in Judaic law for women to worship in the temple. And for a child to be dedicated to the da'wah of Allah, this also was customarily more practical for men. So when Hinna says, the male is not like the female. She's expressing her wish to continue her oath, despite it being against societal norms. How amazing is it that Hinna anha notices this challenge, yet continues in her commitment. To further establish this dedication of her daughter to the service of Allah, she names her daughter Maryam, which comes from the Aramaic language Mary, meaning Rabbi, my Lord, and M, female servant. Even with the seemingly simple action of naming her daughter in the way she did, Hinna anha teaches us what it means to have tawakkul. This shows a level of optimism in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There was no question of, should I still go through with my oath or hesitation on her part? She could have easily tried to rescind her oath and justify it by saying, well, I just lost my husband and can't bear to also have my future child be away from me. And again, when she discovered that she gave birth to a girl, Hinna could have also justified going back on her oath by saying, well, girls are not allowed to worship in the temple. She had two moments where her commitment could have wavered, but she persevered instead. She trusted in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and stamped it with her certainty in Allah's mercy by literally naming her daughter after her intention.
If we look at it this way, before birth, Hinda made the intention to dedicate her child to the service of Allah. After birth, despite it being against the norm, she still decided to fulfill her oath to dedicate her child to the worship of Allah, and then sealed it by naming her daughter Maryam, the servant of my Lord. When you think about it, so much goodness comes from these heartfelt and sincere du'as, all stemming from the du'a for a child, and du'a asking her child and progeny to be protected from shaitan. I have named her Maryam, and I seek your protection for her and her offspring from shaitan the accursed, as she says in the Qur'an. Never underestimate how far your du'a can go. Allah gives with endless generosity beyond our imagination. Remembering that answering our du'a sometimes is generously answered by not being fulfilled in the way we asked. This is one of the most difficult aspects of Allah's wisdom to accept at times. Why aren't we getting married to that individual? Why aren't I able to have children? Why am I not able to get into this university or get this job? And so on. Although Hinna did not explicitly make du'a for a son, it is what she wanted so that she could dedicate him to the service of Allah, which again was more practical for men at the time. But Allah gave her much more than what she expected, a righteous daughter in her own right, miracles being bestowed upon her, forever memorialized in the Qur'an, and then Isa salam, one of the most righteous men to ever walk this earth, bestowed with miracles upon miracles and set to come back to this earth. So since her grandson's book is not yet sealed, therefore hers is not either. Hinna radiallahu anha got so much more than she could have ever imagined. So what about us? Can we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa with full yaqeen that he will answer our prayers in the best way possible for us? Can we remember that not having our duas answered is in and of itself a blessing and mercy since it is what is best for us? Can we ask of Allah without holding back thinking that it is not possible to get what we want? We can. All we have to do is believe and ask.